Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Attention brokers, if you bought your Fuse 2021 tickets or are planning to go to Fuse, please note that our room block discounts are set to expire this week. Yes, this week. September 24th and 25th is going to be a very busy weekend for Las Vegas and room prices are getting more and more expensive every day. To take advantage of the AIM exclusive room block discounts, please visit us at events.aimgroup.com. Once again, that's events.aimgroup.com. Hope to see you at Fuse. Welcome back everyone to another great edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I am the president of AIM. Uh, Today, uh, I'm going to be interviewing someone special here. She's uh, She's been big on social media lately. I've gotten to know her a little bit here. But today I'll be interviewing a mortgage broker with Delaware Financial Capital Corporation, Angela Caputo. Angela, thanks for joining us today. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, our pleasure. No, this is this is going to be good. Um, I, just like I said, I know you've been pretty big on Facebook. You're doing some great things. I know, I know your company is doing extremely well right now, which is exciting to hear. So... Tell me about your background. How did you get in this industry? Tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, Delaware Financial as well. Yeah, so it's actually a crazy story with how I got started. In 2012, I was working at a online bank uh, in Delaware, and uh, the shop opportunity came up, and I interviewed with my boss, the owner of Delaware Financial, and she said, you're going to be a loan officer, and you're a straight commission. And me being a freshly out of uh, especially out of college, uh, in my early twenties, I was terrified and I was, I declined the offer actually. So I said no and I continued to work in banking. I worked in fraud for a couple of years. Uh, then I got, I got a job with JP Morgan. I worked on wall street. I commuted from Delaware to New York pretty frequently every week. I was living in a hotel. I decided to, during that time, to buy a house. So I went back to my boss, the owner of Delaware Financial, and I got a mortgage through her, actually. And then a couple months later, I was tired of commuting, and I quit JP Morgan. And I called her that day, and I said, hey, I quit my job. You gave me a mortgage six months ago. I have no income. Can you hire me now? And that was four years later. So she hired me on the spot, and I've been there ever since, and that was 2015. Wow. 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 So that just kind of happened into it. I know, I know what you mean about probably being a little scared of, Hey, you're just going to go straight commission. Yeah. I was terrified. I still need student loans. So I had no idea how they were going to get paid. I didn't know anything about mortgages being a 22, 23 year old. I didn't own a house. I didn't have any friends who owned houses at that time. So I really had no idea what I was going to get into. And I was too afraid. Yeah, no, that's that's great. But I bet you you're you're pretty glad you're in it now. You know what I mean? So yeah, things are going I well. I didn't start earlier. <laughs> right. Okay, so tell me a little bit about Delaware Financial. What uh what does the makeup look like there? How many loan officers do you guys have? What's your process kind of look like over there? Yeah, so Delaware Financial is run by my two bosses, Amy and Anthony, uh husband and wife. They're great. I consider them family now because I've been with them for so long. Uh we have about four other loan officers in the office and two processors so uh that's our whole makeup it's a pretty great uh close-knit group so uh it's nice because delaware is a pretty small town so you really do get to know your coworkers. even before i worked with some of them i knew who they were so it's pretty nice that's great now tell me tell me a little bit about your guys's process you know i know this is not anything 
I love every hearing about everyone's process, like how you get a loan and then what happens with it. Yeah, so it's kind of different for each of us. Uh, we all kind of have our own ways of doing business. But the way that I do it specifically is, so I obviously get the client, I take application, I do the pre-approval, everything like that. And then once the house is under contract or if it's refinanced, after I do the application, I generate all the disclosures. I will start a email to the processor and just say, can you set this file up? The processor is in charge of all the paperwork after that. So setting up title, homeowner's insurance, everything um, along those lines. And then when the conditions come out, I review them and then pass along to the processor if I have any notes. And then their job is to get all the updated documents and then submit it to the closer, who is my other boss, Anthony. And then he makes sure that everything is ready for closing day. Keep keeping it simple. I love it. Yeah, no, it's great. It's a great process. We've tried a couple different ways of doing it in the past couple of years, and this is the most efficient way to do it. So it's we've got it down to a science. Yep. Sometimes you got to go through some bumps in the road, but it's it's actually, you know, not that bad once you once you get a process down. So one thing I want to talk about with your company as well is what is your and you know it's a big big term we're using now. What does your your tech stack look like? What kind of technology you guys are using? Because that's probably one of the number one questions I get a ton is okay, what's the good technology? What is everyone using? So tell me a little bit about it. Sure. I mean, we keep it pretty simple. Uh, Dollar Financial, I mean, we just use Encompass and then our, like the software that we use to manage uh, the different, like our pipelines is Trello. So every different, every loan gives me a Trello card. It's set up by the processor. And then if I ever am out um, and a realtor calls me, I can just open the app on my phone and kind of see where the file is and give everybody answers. So it's kind of at my fingertips and I really like it a lot. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. Okay, so now you, you, I know you said there's small town Delaware over there, um, and obviously you probably have to create some good relationships. So let's let's talk about this one right here. So how do you approach relationships differently, whether it's client or referral or uh, you know just we'll call it a cold call? So how do you build your relationships? Yeah, I mean, I was lucky enough when I got into the industry that I had a lot of friends who were realtors. My best friend is a real estate attorney, mm. so I'm kind of already immersed in it already. I already, my Facebook feed was full of real estate uh, before I even got into it. So I knew a lot of uh, realtors just from friendships in school through being in a state that has less than a million people. Yeah. So, so would you say that's your biggest referral source right there? Uh, yeah, I would definitely say so. And just word of mouth because we are so small and there aren't many brokers in Delaware. Don't tell anybody that. It's a secret. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> so, I will, I'm not going there. Don't worry. Yeah. So yeah, we kind of capture that market and it really works out for us. Perfect. Okay. So, so if she, if, if your, if your friend's a good referral source, what other type of referral sources are you using? Yeah, so I mean, the biggest thing for me that I've seen a return on is email marketing. Um, so I get a lot of clients on my own without any realtors referring them to me, without any insurance agents sending them my way or social media necessarily. I go out and get them myself and then I make sure they're ready and then I send them to the realtors that I work with. And that has been a great way of building a more level or more balanced relationship with my realtors who are also my friends. Yeah, you know, and, and I and I think everyone kind of understands this, but if, and it's really hard for us mortgage brokers, loan officers, 
to give referrals like that because a lot of times people go straight to the real estate agent first. But man, if yeah. you can if you can give a client to a real estate agent, it it just opens up a world of opportunity. Definitely. Yeah. So all right. So you just have real estate agents, no attorneys, no insurance people, no tax advisors. Oh yeah. So I so as I mentioned, my best friend is a real estate attorney. Delaware's an attorney state, so you need an attorney to buy a house. So that's great. Um, she. I mean, I definitely work a lot with her. Um, whenever they have, or whenever she specifically has clients that need help, I definitely, um, am her first call. So that's great. And then I also like, uh, to build relationships and I advise everybody to do this with a local insurance broker, just like us. I mean, they have so many different carriers. They can shop and help all the clients that the big insurance places like the state farms and the progressives don't offer. And they can't help so i definitely would encourage everybody to build a relationship with an insurance broker my insurance broker uh, i talk to him a couple of times a week uh we hang out sometimes <laughs> he's pretty i mean he's pretty great we host events together whenever he has a client who comes to him and is looking to save money on their policy he also kind of gets into it with them about where their mortgage is and then kind of sends them off to me and says just have a look at it and it's resulted in a lot of business because he trusts me. So, and I trust him and he does a great job with our clients. Yeah. You got to have, you got to have that referral circle as I like to call it. Um, yeah. it. It's really easy just to say, Hey, do you have insurance? But if you can let people know what kind of, we'll call it your little referral circle that you have, you know, I mean, it, it, it it's pretty darn good. I've gotten a ton of business that way. Yeah, for sure. No, when I, open up a file or I start um, like an email correspondence after someone goes under contract, I will always advise them, hey, get your uh, quote for your insurance. And I'm also gonna get you a quote from my preferred insurance person. Let's compare. 99% of the time, once they talk to my insurance broker, they go with him because he's phenomenal. So it's great to be able to like give business also because it doesn't happen too much for us. That's the best referral source is giving business. It always yeah. comes back. Definitely. Yeah. So, okay. So, okay. Let's talk about your current book of business and your borrowers that you, that you have. Do you get referrals from them much or? Yeah. So uh, back to the email marketing that I do, I have a, a database of about 3,600 people that I email monthly. And I, every month that I send that email, I kind of get back two or three, I would say new people that have been just forwarded that email from my existing database and saying, Hey, I'm looking to get a mortgage. And you can see the email chain leading up to it. I sent the email blast and then the, my, someone in my database got it, sent it to their coworker or their cousin or their parent. And then they reached out to me. So I would say two or three a month come from an existing uh, referral that I've closed before. Perfect. And we're going to, we're going to dive deeper into this email marketing because it's really yeah. interesting to me, but don't, don't go too deep into it yet. Okay. So, <laughs> excuse me. No. So, okay. So you're getting, you, you have a nice little referral source. So now I want to ask you a question. You, you know, the, our business is really attractive right now, you know, being mortgage brokers, being loan officers on the broker side of things is really attractive. we got a lot of great partners. So we got a lot of new people coming into the space, which personally for me, I'm okay with. Um, yeah. I think that, you know, I always go back to, you know, what do brokers do best period? And it's, we give lower rates, lower closing costs and better service. So we're helping the consumer. So if we're going to get more people doing this, that's fine. But let's say you have someone new coming in and you're, and you want to give them some advice, some deep advice here on relationship building. What would it be? 
Yeah. Uh, so I would say for at least what I've done, every person that I've spoken to from day one, when I started in 2015, I've gotten their name, their phone and their email address. And I stay in front of them. Um, so there's realtors that I met in networking meetings three, four years ago that I still reach out to monthly. And as long as you stay in front of them, it'll keep generating business for you. As long as it's not a cold call out of the blue when you really need business and it's uh, warm relationships that you've like developed with them, add them on Facebook, find out about their kids and their family and their pets and make it seem like, or not make it seem like, but actually become <laughs> friends with them. Don't fake it. Yeah, right. Be friends. They'll they'll sniff that out in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. No, I I 100% agree with you, Angela. I mean, it's 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 soft sales to me. It's always just like, hey, yeah. I'm here. I'm here if you need me. This is what I do. You know, I don't want to ruin any relationships that you have. Exactly. Yeah. Just being genuine goes a long way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it, it seems like a backhanded thing to do, like be genuine about it and get to know them because you might get business from it. But at the end of the day, even if you still don't get business from it, you're still going to probably create a good relationship. Exactly. Yeah. No, you definitely want to have the reputation that uh, you're there to help everybody and that you're friendly and you're not just calling to sell people. Yep. Yep. I, whenever I'm speaking to referral sources, whatever, I always just tell them I'm looking for relationships here. You know, if I can't do the deal, if it's not, if, if they can find someone better, by all means, go ahead. So, yeah. yeah and, and then that's where the trust is created here. Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree. Perfect. Okay. So we're going to hop into this email marketing thing here that you got going on here. All right. So you yeah. need to dive into this pretty deep with what you do, because I think a lot of people also get a little scared about it. Like uh, they think it has to be perfect. They think it has to be this big sales funnel thing where there's all this thought behind it within reason, but you dive into your email marketing. So first off, you built your database here. So what is your strategy and content? I keep it as simple as possible because I have a very analytical background in finance. So I could go and I could build the crazy spreadsheets with the buttons and everything. I don't want to do that. I don't want to track those things. So what I track when I create my database, which is an Excel spreadsheet, is name, email, phone, and the referral source. So if they came from a realtor, I put the realtor's name. If they came from Facebook, I put Facebook. Just so I know, uh, because what happens is you send these emails and then a couple years go by and that person reaches back out because they're still on your email list and you have no idea where they came from. So I can go back and reference my list. So that's really important. And then I have tried a couple different softwares, trial and error to see what works best for email marketing. The one that I'm using currently that I have found is the best for my needs is Active Campaign. Um, I think it's about $900 a year for the size database that I have. Obviously, you can scale higher or lower for the cost. But you really get to build your emails from scratch. You get to upload your um, database right to it. Super simple, super streamlined. If you use anything like Canva, which I know AIM uses, and it's great for all the uh, National Mortgage Day, Mortgage Broker Day uh, graphics they did, I use them. They were great. I put them in my email marketing. They have great response. Everybody loves them. They're pretty clean, which I love with marketing. Super easy for uh, social media. So with Active Campaign, you can kind of build uh, your template and then it's super easy. I just copy it over month after month and then just kind of edit the details that I put in there. So for example, the August email blast had five different topics. I keep them short and sweet. Uh, the first topic 
uh, was HomeBot, just giving people the link to sign up for HomeBot, explaining what it is. It's such a useful tool. If you don't use HomeBot, please use it. You're, you'll, it'll generate refinances and purchases all in itself without you doing anything instead of loading your clients in there. Mark, do you use, do you use HomeBot? Heck yeah, that thing is, yeah. and you know, and I try not to brag about, I mean, they're a great partner of Ames, don't get me wrong. But, yeah. you know, it's it's unreal what that thing does. I, I just know every Monday morning I'm waking up, I'm looking at that HomeBot email of the people who have, you know, looked at their profile the most. And it's like, it's, yeah, I'm calling them. Yeah. And you reach out to them, right? Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So the, that weekly update, that weekly email for me, and then obviously the monthly email for the client, it just, it provides so much information. It's a beneficial. And then the second topic that I talked about in my email was insurance and how there's more than just one way to save on your mortgage. A lot of clients come to me and they'll have a really good interest rate already, but they want to save more money. And I send them to my insurance broker and I tell them to shop around for better insurance because people don't really think about that, but it does pay off in the long run. So definitely make sure you're shopping that too. And the third thing that I talked about in my August email was the new FHA student loan calculation. So I didn't keep a list of all of the clients that I previously denied who didn't qualify for the student loans. So I had no idea who to reach out to. Uh, so when I put that on my email blast, I kind of explained if you've previously been denied because of your student loan debt being too high, call me because the whole payment calculation has changed. And that got a good uh, couple of responses also. And then the fourth thing that I talked about was how to make your offer stronger when in the purchase market right now. So something that I explained to my realtors that, uh, that I can do is if you know you're submitting an offer at a certain price point and a certain amount down, uh, I can run it through to see if we get an appraisal waiver so you can remove the appraisal contingency. Mm. And that's something that a lot of people aren't doing. But it definitely makes your offer stronger if you can say that you get that appraisal waiver at the price that the people are selling the house for or more. And realtors love that because they get to put it oh. in their contracts and it just makes it stand out. Realtors love that. Realtors hate yeah. appraisals. Yes. Well, I think we all hate appraisals. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And then well, the fifth thing was that in VA, actually, I talked about how. Um, how I serve veterans and how I'm one of two, Brendan, Brendan McKay and I are the two vetted VA loan officers in, in Delaware. So uh, if they need anything, obviously to reach out, but I also provide a link to the map. So if by chance someone on my database is not in Delaware and they're a veteran, they still have access to the map and still have access to someone who's vetted they can trust for their home needs, their home financing needs. So you, do you, you type all this out within reason or like, because I think that's where a lot of people get scared. Like, it's like, how, okay, how much time is this going to take? So tell me, how much time does this take you? And then, well, I think it also depends on, you know, are you sending this out weekly or just once a month? Yeah, no, it's just once a month. If it was weekly, I would have to brainstorm a lot more content. And I don't know if it would be as interesting. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> a lot of duplicates. I'm sure that if I had someone on board helping me, that they could think of more things than what I could. But yeah, no, because it's just me right now. Um, it's just once a month it, and it's not a lot. I might do a paragraph. And when I say a paragraph, I mean a paragraph on like your phone screen is it's like two or three sentences per thing. It's not in depth. I don't put rates in there. I might put examples of clients that I've helped saved um, just to show where kind of rates are and what like the, 
the capability is to save, but I don't quote rates. So there's not a lot of uh, disclaimers in there. There's not a lot of filler. It's just what you need to know to get through to the bottom of the email and then move on. All right. So how much time do you think this is taking? I mean, do you set aside time? Do you block aside time or kind of do the, oh, oh crap, I got to get something out here next week? Yeah. Um, so I will say that last year during quarantine, when we were all slammed and there was not enough time to feed ourselves, I kind of slacked off and I missed a couple months, but um, okay. we were also busy. It didn't matter. But right now, uh, so this past week when I sent out my, um, my email, I think I probably took a Sunday. The longest part is getting your names into the database because there's no true efficient way to do that when you do it manually like I do it. Um, I know that there's other software that I talk to people about that kind of just track every email address that you email to and they put it in a database. I don't have that. I'm definitely looking into it. But for right now, it probably took me three hours to put the database together, just updated for the past couple months um, before I can send out the email. So I want to make sure that everybody I've talked to recently was on, was on the email. Um, so that took the longest. And then I'll say maybe putting the email together took two hours, but it was more formatting and not so much what I needed to talk about. I kind of did like as if we were in school again, I did an outline and made three bullet points for each of my topics. And then I just had a sentence about each. So what, if you really, if you lay it out like that and you just think your sentence is true and what you're trying to say, just a couple minutes in advance, it's super easy just to type up and it doesn't have to be super formal. Mine's not super formal. I don't have a lot of graphics in it. It's just paragraph, 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 and each paragraph has a link in it that goes somewhere if you get pre-approved, you want to go to the vetted VA website and then send it. And make sure you pick a good time to send it. <laughs> You're right. That's that's also really important. Yeah. So I, I, I love it because, I mean, people have to start thinking about it this way. Okay, so I think if my math is right, you, you spent approximately five hours on your yep. monthly email. And yeah. I think before that, you said you probably got four or five deals out of it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, At so least. if you if you start doing the hourly rate on that, that's a that's a good return on investment right there. Oh yeah, it's a huge return. I would say so far from the email blast that I sent out last week, I have sent out seven uh, refinance applications. Really? And it's only been uh, I guess I sent it on last Monday, so it's been exactly a week, a week wow. and a couple days. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, see, and what I love about this, I've said this before. So people, if you listen to this all the time, they hate it probably now because they're marks. I'll just say this again, which is I love the broker world because there's 5,000 different right ways to do this. You know what I mean? And you're doing it. You're obviously really successful and you're crushing it. And, you know, you got a little plan in place and, and it's working out great just by email marketing. Yeah, no, it's definitely something that I enjoy because I don't know if you can tell, I don't like being in front of the camera. Oh, I, don't like my, I don't like my face on things. I like to hide behind the computer. So uh, the email really works out for me. I don't want to, I'm not, not that I'm not good at social media. I'm not good at keeping up with social media. Social media is a beast in itself. That's very time consuming. And I don't have all that much time with just me. So the email marketing definitely is my best uh, return on investment when it comes to how I market. But you've been you've been uh, you've been quite a bit more active on social media lately. Uh 
Yeah, I have. So a little fun fact, I moved to Texas recently, uh, just temporarily, and I don't have any friends here, so I have nothing to do except work. So uh, yeah, I've had a lot more time to work on my social media. That's awesome. Okay. Now with your email marketing, do you, like, how do you track, do you track it at all? Like how many deals you get per month or what kind of response yeah. rate you get? Yeah. So I do track it. And if you use one of the apps, like the active campaign, if you use that portal, it'll track it also who's opening it, what they're clicking on, what they're reading, how long they're spending time reading it, that sort of thing. Um, I think right now, and I think it's actually really high for mortgage industry in general, my open percentage is about 35%. So I think I, that typically mortgage emails do not get open that often. So I like to think that I'm providing a lot of value in that. Um, and then besides that, I just kind of keep a spreadsheet that just shows where it came from and what it was a result of. So if it came from a realtor and that's why they were in the database, obviously I checked that. And then if I get them back, um, even if it's a couple years later, for instance, I woke up today to an email from someone. Um, when I first started, I wasn't just a loan officer. I was a processor for two years. So I didn't become a loan officer until the end of 2017. So I was still bartending because... Uh, I needed to make ends meet after I quit my Wall Street job. So I would meet people at the bar and I would do their refinance because when I was just getting started. So I had someone from 2017 reach out to me today and say, hey, I got your email blast. I've since bought a house and used my wife's loan officer, but we're still looking to refinance. And I mean, I have him in my database from 2017 and he saw my email. So I track it just in my spreadsheet. I know where they came from. It's I know there's should be a better science to it, but that's all I've gotten so far. Yeah, I mean, you're, there pr probably is. Technology is pretty good, <laughs> but you know what? At the end of the day, it's working for you. So yeah, yeah no, it works. Yeah, you're 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 being successful, so that that's absolutely fine. So good good for you. Um, so do you have any do you have any strategy with social media right now? I know you said you don't have friends. I find that hard to believe, but uh, down there. But like, are are you trying to post once a day, three times a week? Anything like that? Or are you just kind of when something's relevant, you put it out there? Yeah, so I was doing a really good job at one point of creating a, a social media calendar, like the ones that EWM offers where it's mm -hmm. different topics to talk about. And I did it for a solid, I want to say a couple years. And then it kind of fell off because I got so busy that I didn't, not that I didn't need to, but I didn't have time to. So right now I'm kind of just strategizing on what I want to post about um, so I can start come September again because I think we'll have a little bit, uh, well, I'll have a little bit more time then just because I'll be caught up and then fuse will hit and then I'll fall behind again. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, no, I mean, my goal is to post Monday through Friday once a day. That's always been my goal. Does it happen every week? No. Do I run the things to talk about? Of course, but that's when I ask my friends in Brokers are Better or my like close-knit group of friends and realtors um, what they think, what they're having luck with and just kind of bounce ideas off them. Yeah, yeah, and you brought up Fuse. Fuse is right around the corner. You're oh, coming, yeah. correct? Oh, of course I'm coming. God, I love Fuse. It's gonna be, it's going to be, uh, we, we've been strategizing a ton with it and not, you know, I'll give a shout outs to the, to the aim team and, and Katie and Brendan, you know, they, uh, they've been really, really hitting this hard. And I really think the content that we're going to put out there is just going to be invaluable. 
So yeah, no, I'm super excited. Best views ever. <laughs> I hope so. You know, every <laughs> year we do it, we go, man, how are we going to make next year better? But we, we, I think we're continuing to figure it out. I will say that I am so excited. My favorite movie is Molly's Game. So to be Molly Bloom, like that is, I'm ecstatic about that. That in itself, I would just go to Vegas just for that. <laughs> well, great. No, I, I love that movie as well. So I'm really excited to hear what she has to say. Yeah. So, all right, Angela, we got it. We got a few more minutes here. So I always like ending it like this. This is kind of like your, Hey, we brought up fuse, right? You're on fuse right now. You're standing in front of 2,500 people. You have the mic and cause I know you're a big public speaker and you love this, but <laughs> she's shaking her head right now, everyone. Uh, <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, you get to give advice out there. You, you have a stage, you get to give advice to, to the broker community, um, whether they're, you know, experience, new and upcoming, what bit of advice would you like to give to the community? Yeah, uh, so my bit of advice would be to create your database as soon as you get started. It's never too early. I don't care if you have 20 people that you've talked to this year or if you have 2,000. Make sure that you make it a priority because it'll pay off tenfold. Uh, you can utilize it so many different ways. Yep. So I, so to, to, to add on to that, because I'm a big believer in exactly what you're saying, you know, if you're yeah. new and upcoming, get that database up as fast as you can. And to the experienced people, make sure you're working that database because there's a middle, there's a middle ground there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to do anything for you if you just track the names. You have to actually engage with the people on that list. Absolutely. Absolutely. So all right, Angela. No, no, you were you were great today. Thank you for your time. I know you're you're extremely busy. Um, you know, you've you've always done so much for AIM. And anytime we ask you, you know, if you're interested, you're you're always there for us. So first off, I just want to thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. And then I want to thank you for being on the podcast here because you know, hey, it takes time. We do some pre-calls before, you know, so it's it's always taking time out of your day where you can be helping consumers, but I know the greater good is helping the in the community. So I just want to thank you for that and all of your insights today. Yeah, you're welcome. No, I really appreciate the opportunity. And even if this helps just one person, I'm happy the message got out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So once again, thanks, Angela. And brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you can download podcasts. Do me a favor, subscribe to it, rate it, and leave a review. It helps us get the podcast out there and spread the word that brokers are better. So, Angela, once again, thank you. Thank you for being part of the community. Thank you, thank you for being in our Facebook group pages. Thank you for coming to Fuse. Just thank you, thank you, thank you. Of course, Mark. Thank you. I'll All see right, you okay. soon. Today's episode is brought to you by First Look. As a 2021 AIM sponsor, First Look is committed to making the appraisal process as simple, fast, and reliable as possible. Not connected? Please email us at partnerships at aimgroup.com.